My name is Nina Gilligan and this Manchester tart is great for a brew and a gossip, but too much of it will probably give you heartburn. Hi, I'm Naomi Cooper and I've had to switch to champagne because I always spill the tea. Bonded by their shame, British comedians Nina Gilligan and Naomi Cooper invite you to join the Real Housewives Guilty Secret Fan Club, a podcast that serves as a non-judgmental safe space for all the intelligent, accomplished people out there who just can't stop thinking about Erica's earrings, Luann's singing, and Crystal's ugly leather pants. So grab a glass of rosé and own it as we bring the bunny and mention it all. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the first episode of the Real Housewives Guilty Secret Fan Club in 2024, that is. My name is Nina Gilligan. And I'm Naomi Cooper, and you're very welcome. And I, I hope you're all okay, because I know this, is, this has been a tough time over Christmas. There was a horrible hiatus, Naomi. I know. No episodes. And during the time that you're with your family, the time you need the housewives more than ever. I thought it was a cruel and deliberate and quite specific acts of aggression. I, f- I found it to be the same. I was hoping that they heard that we weren't recording and they went, well, there's no point. <laughs> but um, I don't I, think Andy Cohen knows we exist somehow. I, so. I feel like, you know, there's a bloke somewhere that just has to push a button. I mean, for goodness sake, they're pre-recorded episodes. They're not even yeah. following the Christmas season. So yeah. why couldn't someone have just gone in and push the button. I feel like if it had been football, they would have pushed the button. Right. But they don't care about women and the gays exactly. who were sat at home with their families, desperate to get out for an hour and just go yep. and disappear into a bedroom and sit in the dark on their phone. <laughs> so if, if, you, with, if you struggled this Christmas, we feel you yeah. and we're here for you. Yeah, and, and I'm gonna. And we're sorry we abandoned you too, but um, we don't. Care. We're back, Naomi. <laughs> we're back, Naomi. Back with a bang. Any yes. Christmas, uh, New Year resolutions, Naomi? I'm sticking with the New Year's resolution I made several years ago, which I renew every year. Which is when I wake up in the middle of the night and I need a pee, I go yeah. straight away. Yeah, I get up and I go straight away, and it's changed my life. Really, rather than just lying there waiting for it to pass. Because it never an passes. Excellent resolution, mm-hmm. Naomi. Yeah, and it's it's become a real important part of my lifestyle. So I just renew that every year. Mm. Um, and still... then there's the usual, you know, stop eating cheese, stop drinking wine, but it doesn't work. Yeah, don't delude yourself. How about yourself? I am still on the lifetime quest for a comfortable bra. Oh yeah. I, I mean that doesn't exist, so that's not really on you. Don't. You be crushing my dreams <laughs> right at the beginning of 2024, Naomi. I'm sorry. Hey, look, 2024, new technology, new engineering all the time. You never know. Yeah, but I think that's true, if you're Naomi. Above, if you're above a B cup, you're destined to be uncomfortable in mm-hmm. your bra. Yeah, this but is true. But you do get to know the extreme pleasure of taking your bra off at the end of the day. Nobody knows what that feels like. No, men got close to it in the pandemic when they got to take their face masks off. Yeah. At the end of the day. Not the same release though, is not it? The, not the same. It's like a sneeze compared to a full orgasm. It's not Absolutely. the same release. Absolutely. What not an excellent observation, Naomi. <laughs> 
So how, how, how are you feeling about the housewives? I mean, I feel like we went from being starved to being inundated. Um, I took a bit of time just to catch up, Naomi. Why do you keep saying my name? That's just what I do. That's just what, oh, I see what you're doing. I, tell, I suppose you're Jewish as well, are you, Nina? Are you Jewish now? No, I'm Catholic, but that counts as well. Doesn't count at all, you privileged bitch. Get out of your bubble. <laughs> <laughs> I am Get not... out of your little Catholic bubble, Nina. Oh. Join the real world. Join the real world. I don't see why I'm not allowed to channel her. I mean, you can. Um, she didn't have a great couple of weeks, did she? She did not or have a great week. couple of weeks. Do you want to get into it? Should we get into it? Should we start with Beverly Hills? I mean, oh my goodness, there's so much. Two episodes. There's so much. Should we? I was thinking we should start with Shabbat, where it all kicked off, or as I'm now renaming it, Shabitch. Ah, love it. Great. So the Shabbat where they were all in the first episodes of the two episodes that we missed. They mm -hmm. were all got together, didn't they? Why, when I say all, I mean the Mean Girls court. The mean Girls. Which yeah. was um, Dorit and yeah. Kyle. Yeah. And who else was there? Anne-Marie. Anne-Marie. Can you put a crack of thunder in there, please? Anne-Marie. I didn't say anything wrong. You literally did medically. You medically have been debunked. Did you see Dr. Nicole from Miami has yes. come forward and accused Anna Marie of medical gaslighting? I, I don't love... think we've seen such a negative reaction to a new housewife yeah. as we've seen to Anna Marie. Everybody um, really dislikes her. And that almost means that she's going to get a second season. Maybe, but then there's the Coltons and that. You know, they make a big bang, but they don't last. Yeah. She she came in too heavy. She came in guns blazing. Do you think it's possible that she's she's got such a backlash that she's just going to going to leave straight away? I think so. In the front door so. out the back. I, I think it depends on how she plays the reunion. If she has a nice fiery reunion. But I think got, she'll probably go to reunion and be really milky and apologetic. Yeah. Is there more to her? I don't think so. I think I mean, we what? saw a little bit of her family life, didn't we? Where she was she was an eight. Oh, that's right. Eight and a half, wasn't she? Eight and a half. She's don't a take her half away half. from her. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm going to score her as a solid, what, two? I'm going to give her a four because... She's not bored me, she's irritated me. So yeah. she gets an extra couple of points for that. But what was really important in Shabitch was I think for the first time we saw the unveiling of Dorit and the real issue that's going on with Dorit and Kyle that was the run-up to what was the most spectacular Taco Tuesday we've ever seen. Yeah. Also, I just spent like two weeks just jonesing for a taco because they kept saying Taco Tuesday. I know. And so also, Tuesday, I, it's all I didn't realise there house. was a dress code for Taco Tuesday, which is Of course there's a life. dress code for Taco Tuesday. <laughs> so what we saw there was real hurt from Dorit when she found out Kyle was having a film project that she didn't know about. And it was one of those things where it was like, the least 
thing was the straw that broke the camel's back. So it was a tiny, tiny thing, wasn't it, that set Dorit off. And you could sort of see the hurt in her face by the time they got into the sprinter van and they talked about the tattoo. Yes, wasn't happy about the tattoo, was she? No. I will say that Kyle didn't get Morgan's initial on her body. No. She tattooed hers. I mean, I'm sure she'd tattoo a K on Dorit if Dorit wanted it. Yeah. So it's not quite the same as, it's not like she picked Morgan over her. I was going to make a terrible joke there, but I've just stopped myself. (laughs) Um, Hey, this is a safe space. You should never censor yourself. (laughs) The way Dorit's going, she's going to get labelled as something. Mm -hmm. So I think that is why Dorit, Dorit is feeling on an island. Yeah. She doesn't have a best date that made her feel very, very powerful amongst that group. Yep. She's feeling Rinna's completely... Gone. Rinna's gone. She's feeling... Erica's com- hanging out with Garcelle and Sutton. Yeah. What a power move that was. And Crystal, she feels completely betrayed by because she always thought Crystal was their toy and plaything. Yes, and Crystal is now repeating things that Dorit has said. That's yeah. the thing. Yeah. She's like... Yeah, apparently you've said, um, I say Sutton would put vodka in her coffee. And they just roll the tape of her going, Sutton's the kind of person that would put vodka in her coffee. And she goes, this is just outrageous. And And I don't know. Maybe just don't say it, bitch. I absolutely (laughs) loved that line where she was like, I just think you need to balance pot stirring with something with something positive. And it was like... <laughs> or just don't say the thing. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's like, how would you like me to balance that? It's like, there's nothing to balance it with, Dorit. It's like stabbing someone and going, I found it really offensive that you, you arrested me for stabbing yeah. that person. Yeah, um, I think I you know. could have handled that better and maybe given you me know, a compliment whilst them, you were putting me in cuffs. I had a bad childhood. Yeah. <laughs> Dorit, where are you going with this? There is literally no defence. You did it. Guilty is a puppy next to a pile of poo. You can see the desperation as well. And as as Garcelle herself said, if you have to say, we're having a good time. Yeah. No one's yeah. having a good time with you, Dorit. Nobody no one's was having, having a good, a good time. time. So we got to, and I think so, I think like as we're trying to um, bring these two episodes together, we got to Taco Tuesday, didn't we? That's the main. Let's yeah. get to the meat in and the Dorit was already, snack. <laughs> Dorit was already uh, pot stirring when she came in and she said to Nia, who's married to Bill's Bill Burr, Burr. love, did, by did, the way. Hello. Did you think exactly the same thing? I was like, Bill Burr's wife. What, yeah, because I've she heard suddenly her, make an appearance. I've heard her on um on his podcast and so, so what what tickled me was I was like Bill Burr's probably being made to watch The Housewives tonight. I was like, come on, Bill Burr. Now I'm only you know what six steps away or whatever. I was like, yeah, come on. you know, Nia's get addicted, to Bill. Us. Get addicted to The Housewives, Before Bill. We need you. Know you. It, I'm going to get an open spot on Bill Burr's yeah. night in exactly. wherever he lives, L.A. Presumably. You know, I mean, yeah. Well, yes, that's where his wife was. Wasn't we're nearly it? there. <laughs> we're nearly there. Is what I'm saying. A L- little bit closer every day, Nina. A little yeah, bit closer ex- every day exactly to the dream. That. So I. But she came straight in and she said to Nia, "Our friend hated Magic Mike. Perhaps you could get to the bottom of that." And what? then Nia asked the question and went, "There you go, Dorit. There's your answer." And she was like, "I, I, what?" It's like you, you, you just asked her to ask five minutes ago in the kitchen. 
Dorit. Like, yeah. You, and then you've been was... on this show long enough now, Dorit, to know that they will show the clip of you doing the bad thing yeah. next to you denying doing the bad thing, Dorit. I, like, I, th- I always try and put myself like in the shoes of the housewife. And I think it's that thing, isn't it? They are hoping desperately that something else is going on in the other part of that party that is much worse than the thing that they are doing and they are banking on whatever they have let slip that it's not going to make the edit. There's a lot of deflection, isn't there? There's a lot of deflection. And we saw that. uh, And and she did it after after Garcelle held her bang to rights. She was like, so uh, Erica and Denise, did you ever sort out your problem? She was like, they'll have a fight that will be worse than this. And they won't show my microaggression against Garcelle because Erica will call her the C word or something like that. She was so butthurt. There's time for all of it to eat. She was so butthurt, wasn't she? You could see the thing that really triggered her in the the beginning part of Taco Tuesday was when she found out that Erica had gone out with Garcelle. And Sutton. And Sutton. And she can't understand that. She can't understand that grouping. That's throwing her through a loop. Yeah. And the fact that she's, what, she's locked out of that now as well? Yeah. She's a woman that is She's on an island, like you said. An island and she's slipping through the sand and she's got no purchase. I hate that word, but there's nowhere. (laughs) If a man says purchase, my vagina literally desiccates. (laughs) with you i've never i've never made that connection but actually it's a vile word yeah yeah it's a horrible word she can't get any purchase can't get any any purchase i can't get any purchase (laughs) that and trying to get find a a a plumb line you know when they're doing a plumb line for me it's when people say when people see food on a table and go what a lovely spread (laughs) i'm drying up um sorry people uh, so that's what I'm here to do every week, Nina. Give you a good old drying up. <laughs> that's what we do at my age. So, I'm nearly there. So you get a week to moisten back up, oh and then we'll do God. it again next week. So I think she was just scrambling for any form mm-hmm. of self worth whatsoever. And then when she sat in the group. And Dorit then mentions that Sutton has had the snog in the car, which I think is amazing, by the way. I think Sutton... Sutton We all identified with Sutton there. I really do think Sutton should have her own sitcom. What with the She does. It's called The Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. (laughs) (laughs) And Dorit tried to poach Arvie. We were saying Arvie should go and work for Dorit. And she did try and poach him. So what we need is an online poll about who should Arvie work with. Yes, should Arvie... Leave Sutton and go and work for Dorit. I mean, we'll what, would that be, what would be worse? Because I think working for Dorit would be an absolute nightmare. I mean, that woman has got, I'm, I'm talking pre-breaking, that woman is neurotic. Yes. She, she likes a place for everything and everything in its place. Did you see she went and adjusted, she adjusted Crystal's boobs Without yes. being asked to. This one needs to go a little to the east and this one needs to go a little to the west. Those are my breasts, bitch. Get your hands off me. <laughs> I have never. And I mean, like, I am on the quest for the perfect bra. And nobody has ever, ever told me these boobs needs to go a little bit north. And they, I, 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 
And they probably do. Maybe that's your problem. This is why you can't find a comfortable bra because nobody's helped you go north. I haven't got a in my life. Nobody's guided you north. (laughs) Yeah, nobody's adjusted. Nobody, what? On what planet? Just see Crystal's face. Crystal's like, are you you touching my breasts? (laughs) Yeah. Crystal, who's got body dysmorphia, self-diagnosed... And you think like you? I, I'm with Garcelle on this one. You are unaware. Yes, she's she's in she, the bubble thing. Is is perfect? She's in a bubble, so and she just glides through life, and you know, and then doesn't do herself any favors by being out. Like with the with the driver thing, when she heard mm-hmm. Sutton made out with her driver, Dorit was visibly appalled and shocked. And then two minutes later, she's like, I'm, I'm not judging you. And I'm like, oh, well, tell your face. Because yeah, that was because clear and visible judgment. Dorit sees on a more serious note, and we did refer to it at the end of that episode, Dorit does see a difference between her and staff. She does. And this is Garcelle's um, issue when she was talking about how she knows people of colour because she's had people of colour who work for her. Yeah, and that 100%. doesn't it. It just doesn't sound good, does it? And then my my mother's best friend is black. Oh, oh, well done. By the, by the time we're all five years old at this point, we all know that I can't be racist. I have black friends. Is not yeah. it's not what <laughs> reliable not, line of defense yeah, yeah, anymore. Yeah, it yeah. means nothing. You know. Yeah. So I. So think... what do we think about that? Do you do you think she was? being offensive towards Garcelle? Do you think she was being thoughtless? Do you think she should know better? I think as a white person, it's really difficult for me to weigh in on this argument. Yes. However, I absolutely understand what it is like to be put in that situation where you are misrepresented. I mean, it happened to me even like, this is not to take away from what is a much more serious issue, but I had a smaller microcosm of this happen over Christmas where I was at a gig and I had pulled somebody on something that I thought was in a nice way, which was feedback about something that had happened on stage and after it, I was characterised by all the other acts as, oh, you need to watch her, you need to be careful of her, like I had an edge, like I was angry, like as as a woman, I shouldn't be able to speak out and give my opinion. Oh, yeah, yeah. And I don't know if that's happened to any other women, but I certainly found it very upsetting. Because yeah, the comparison to- I'd make as well is, is the emotional thing. Yeah. Women are, you know, being told women are emotional. However, I I am emotional, so it doesn't yeah. Uh, yeah. probably doesn't hold weight with me. But but it's a very difficult. It's a very difficult. It's it's a kind of gaslighting where you start mm-hmm. to question yourself. Oh, have I been inappropriate? Is there something I shouldn't have said? Is there something I shouldn't have done? Or was it appropriate for me to speak out? Would a man have been treated the same in that situation if he'd just given a little piece of feedback? Would he Absolutely. have then been characterised as somebody that you need to be careful of or you need to yeah. watch or comments would have been made? I don't know. Now, if you magnify that as a whole section of society being characterised as angry or being characterised as, you, you know, you've got to watch them because they kick off easily, mm-hmm. I can only imagine that, yeah. that you know, the impact of that and Dorit's defense for it later was 
you know, um, we we always say that someone, you know, we say the word attack a lot in this group, and so and it, but that's when someone is attacking, when someone's raised their voice, they've sworn, yeah. they've said something unpleasant. Garcelle was actually being very measured. She didn't raise her voice. Yeah, she wasn't even she leaning. She wasn't even leaning forward and no. looking at her intensely. She was just calling her out. And so to use the word attack was a stretch anyway. It was a stretch. You're absolutely correct. It was a stretch. And I also think Garcelle is on the money with that Dorit just is unaware. And if you're going to have somebody in your friend group who's a black woman, are you not going to be invested in understanding that perspective? And also, since not that it's, it's as Garcelle said, it's not her job to educate the women. No. But since she's been in the group, there has been some learning and there has been some education. We, we saw her sit down with Kyle and say, when you say this, it hits differently. Yeah. And Dorit should have learnt from that as all the other women did. Like, it's so Erica, Erica is the most clueless in her head person ever. Yeah. And she just calmly said, oh, I just sent balloons up through my screen by pointing at my head. How exciting. <laughs> That's I'm so sorry you're missing it. that guys <laughs> but like Erica can be so self-involved and clueless and even she said you're a white woman she's a black woman the words have different connotations that's Sutton how simple understood very concisely the meaning of privilege yeah, yeah. Sutton got it and yeah. Sutton was the one that was a few seasons ago being accused by Saying she didn't see color and yeah yeah. So I, I just I think it's a bit bizarre that Sutton has been working with Garcelle on this show for several years now and still has has not been paying attention. Clearly, ha- however, there was something that I was worried about in the edit as well. So I saw that when she said we have used the word attack in this group on a number of occasions, why did Bravo feel the need? to then give us a montage. Kind of defending her a little bit. And if you watch the edit, Dorit gets the last word. So Mm -hmm. when Dorit says, you know, I, I need to learn from this, I need to grow from this, whatever her words were, I'm paraphrasing, right at the end of the episode, she got that edit. She got yeah. the final word of the episode. Garcelle didn't get the final word of the episode. I think that's Bravo protecting her because, as she said, it is to be accused of even racial undertones, was the phrase Garcelle used, is a very serious thing that can have huge implications. And I think Bravo wanted to make it clear that Dorit is not racist. They don't have a racist. They're not giving a racist a platform on this show. Mm-hmm. She's just clueless and yeah. self-absorbed and I think that was Bravo protecting themselves as well as protecting Dorit that she's we, she's not racist we don't have a racist on the yeah. show she's just you know dumb yeah but when, when, when does supportive. I suppose that's a continuum isn't it so when does dumb become racist do you know what I mean exactly exactly and, and does it matter if you're if you're being racist does it matter if your intent does your intention matter exactly that you know and if you're it's you may not be prejudiced consciously, but you clearly are unconsciously if you're saying these things or thinking these things. Yeah. So, at what point does it matter what your intention? You is? can kill someone accidentally, really or you can kill someone like, on purpose, but they're still dead. You still have to go to court. 
That's my understanding. <laughs> yeah, and and I think we we have to sort of Bravo has to think long and hard about how they. You know, we're not daft out here. The people who are watching it, like if we've mm -hmm. spotted that, loads of yeah. other people will have spotted that as well. Doesn't and then good. then the you know the spotlight turns away from Dorit and it turns onto Bravo, and you kind of go, yeah. okay, what are you doing here? And how many people of colour in the world still in 2024 have been the victims of some kind of prejudice or or even overt racism yeah. and had it excused as, oh, they just don't know any better or they're just ignorant or they're just from another generation. It's like uh -huh. it doesn't it's not good enough. It doesn't yeah. matter where yeah. it's coming from. It, you know, if if you're ignorant, educate yourself. Yeah. Before you speak. You, you we've know? gone we've gone beyond that now, haven't we? We're we're not. Yeah. Yeah, we need And we as need white to people, better. we have to defer to the black experience. Yeah. There's no point in going, well, I think blah blah blah. It's, like, it's not about us. It's yeah. about how Garcelle received it and how she felt about it. And she's telling us quite calmly. Yeah. You know, very calmly and concisely and and eloquently how it affected her and why. Yeah. All Dorit should do is go, I am so sorry. Not only I didn't know, but I'm sorry that I didn't know. Yeah. You know, yeah. I will educate myself because you are my friend and I've been working with you for several years and I should know what words trigger you. Exactly that. I thought mm. another thing that Garcelle was really gracious about was that she admitted, or not admitted is the wrong word, she revealed the deeper thing that Dorit was, was trying to get at. There was a separate issue kind of going on, wasn't there? that Dorit yeah. was saying there is something underlying here. There's a mm -hmm. deeper issue between us. Mm -hmm. And she did say, yeah, you, you bother me. Yeah. And she's, I think she's been trying for a long time to, to say to herself, Dorit's, Dorit's not trying to hurt me. She's just thoughtless. Yeah. She just says, these, and now she's literally like, but I don't, I shouldn't have to keep hearing it. Yeah. It's upsetting. So they're not separate issues. They are connected. But Dorit was right only in the sense I'm gonna that she... I'm gonna edit that. You saying Dorit was right. I'm gonna just cut just that. Yeah. And put it on Twitter and say Nina Gilligan supports Dorit and is a racist. <laughs> and I'm gonna end your career. <laughs> Thanks. You'll be very you'll be very careful with pauses in this, Nina. Because it's Naomi. all just ammunition for me. Say that. I'm gonna say Dorit. <laughs> instincts were correct in the sense that she knew Garcelle was fed up with her that's perfect yeah don't give me a chance to cut because <laughs> I will I got a lot of Naomi. time on my hands I got a lot of time on my hands and a bad attitude I will bring you down <laughs> can you imagine so that um, you're just sat there on your own in that in your room now going this podcast is mine <laughs> 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 I have no one to talk to I really saw a bit of the old childish Dorit, though, who was just literally like, but you said this and you said this and Erica and Denise are fighting and you made out with your driver and uh, like she's panicking, isn't she? She's failing. Yeah. She's been a lot more composed the last few seasons because she's had backup. Yeah. And now she's kind of flailing, trying to find an anchor, I think, you know. And then just walked out and dropped a bomb and just said, have you sorted out your issues? Yeah. Which brings us then to... Um, Which brings us then to the uh, fabulous and quite delicious fight between Denisa and Erica. And Kim Richards was all of us in this fight. 
her was eyes she? Were, her eyes were goggled she was drinking her tea trying she to was taking she was... stuff out of her scarf I think she had yeah. some spare crayons in there in case she got too anxious I was and then like eventually oh she just god stood Crystal, up and went, you've got oh, I'm gonna excuse myself <laughs> I think she was, Chris, I was thinking, oh, God, Crystal, you've got white walls in there. Before you know, there's going to be a jungle scene. (laughs) Scary, scary tigers all over your wall. Yeah, 100%. So how far is too low? I mean, Jesus, come on, Erica. First of all, I think Denise should have had this energy for Rinna four seasons ago or whenever it was. It's Rinna, she, she... she needs to confront about this, not Erica. Also, does she have the worst memory? Like, is her memory absolutely shot? And what has shot Denise's memory? Because there was no. Well, actually, facts. we probably shouldn't pull at that thread. Yeah. <laughs> she I mean, was. That, you need to stop having that THC in your dinner because there was no God. facts, were they? They kept rolling the tape. They kept rolling the tape. You you talked about the size of his penis. You and, and you can see the children going, oh, God, at the next yeah. table. That that was what bothered the children more than a discussion of what a threesome is. Children you just find that kind of funny and cringe. Of his penis. Mm. She, she apologised the day after or yeah. whenever you met up in Satch Watch. It and was she, all... was also, she was also right, Erica, in that why was she singled out? Yeah. They were all talking about it. Yeah. Everyone was joining in and yeah. she went for Erica. Also, though, I've never thought, if you're going to go low, do you not think I'm going to go on OnlyFans? But now, after you've just threatened to out me about mm-hmm. an edit me to look like a racist, Naomi, if you don't think I'm going to go on OnlyFans, <laughs> you're, very, you're very wrong. Oh God, I need to make my OnlyFans private before you find it. <laughs> so if Denise Richards is charging $7 a bundle, I'm charging a lot less. <laughs> 30 pence a bundle for a mm-hmm. naked bundle of Naomi Cooper. <laughs> Naomi Cooper's feet. They're 30 pence. I haven't sold any yet, but uh, <laughs> I do a flash sale. <laughs> but um, So do you think, do you think it was too low? Uh, yeah, probably. Don't bring the kids into it. But at the same time, if you and your daughter are on OnlyFans, maybe don't use your daughter as an example of, I don't know, like she brought her daughter into it first, really, didn't she? Yeah. I mean, it was, I I, I did I did think she went below the belt, but we she all did. enjoyed it. We've got to admit yeah. that. She did that for us. <laughs> she did it. She did it for the people. She went low for the team. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it was, it was, it was a jaw dropping moment where you just were like oh Erica but I also was like you know what Erica has learned a new strategy this and we've seen it this whole season which is you cross me I'm not going to get you now actually my new thing for Lent is I'm not going to get you now but I will absolutely crucify you like Jesus himself later yeah She's so, like a snake in the grass, sitting there, yeah, waiting, getting me, getting all the information. I'll wait and then forty striking. days, and then I will fuck you up. <laughs> I might start doing that. <laughs> yeah, so day she did it with day magic Mike, day didn't she? Yeah, she did. She waits, and then she really she comes at you in a very controlled way. Yeah, it's like yeah, I'm not going to lose my temper. I'm just going to wait. 
and then I am absolutely nailing you to that cross. This is a lot of Catholic metaphors. I'm getting them out today. Um, get, out your, get out your bubble. <laughs> it's just my privilege. What can I do about your it? Privilege bubble. Naomi. Oh, so dear. it was a brilliant way to end the argument, though. She was like, I have nothing left for you. I have nothing mm -hmm. left for you. Yeah. You didn't win last time. You didn't win today. I'm done. You're irrelevant to me. It was I very also damning. think that what what Denise wants to call her on is her part and all of the ladies' part in 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 outing and turning into a storyline this alleged affair with Brandy. Yeah, but she doesn't want to bring that up again because it's yeah. kind of died yeah. off. Yeah. So instead, she's bringing up the conversation about threesomes around my children, one of whom is now on OnlyFans three years later. So it doesn't really hold weight. Yeah, because in terms of that's not right. the worst thing that happened to you. What you want to do is confront Rinna about feeding you to the dogs for Bravo ratings. But A, yeah. Rinna's not here, and B, you don't want to bring that up. Yeah. So you're you're bringing up something because I've been ages shouting. ago. What that about apologise for the next day? Yeah. So I just think it's a bit misguided from from Denise really, and I think I also just think Denise isn't. She's not. She's, she's not, not a girl's polished girl. enough. She's, She's not a polished not a enough bitch, girl. though, as well. She's a bit too natural. She needs to do the work and come in prepared <laughs> for a bitch she, fight. She strikes me as one of those women that you would hang about with her and she will come to the, the odd Christmas party or whatever and she would quite happily say to you, I prefer the company of men. She's one of those yeah. women. Who She's a pick-me girl. Pardon? She's a pick-me girl. Yeah. I'm not like other girls. I'm crazy. I, ju I just wear jeans and a t-shirt. Yes, I'm you can cool. do that because I'm you're cool one of the most girl. beautiful women in the world. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm a cool girl. Do you, do you, do you yeah. read Gone Girl? Yes. That, where there's that brilliant um, bit in it where she describes what a cool girl is. Yeah, definitely. I feel like that with Denise Richards where she's brought the whole thing that I don't try too hard I'm just very cool yeah. nobody bothers me nobody these gets these girls me. need glam I don't yeah like... yeah she's got that whole artifice going on but I think it belies somebody that is quite insecure yeah I isn't think so. quite together and is constantly being fed to the wolves and you you know bravo have kind of exploited that side of yeah. Me. I feel like she shouldn't really be on the show to be honest. I think when she's too vulnerable. when she first appeared on the show, she was happy, she was confident, she was herself. Yeah, and now every time you see her, she's kind of a little. She looks a bit stressed and a bit anxious and and physically a bit bedraggled. You know, yeah. like she's you can see the physical side of the stress and the anxiety. Yeah, you know, and she comes in sort of a bit like a sort of lost rabbit like oh 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 yeah i'm gonna fight with erica sort of thing like it, it doesn't feel natural or confident in the way it used to with her a hundred percent she's someone who's had fame whose fame has dwindled whose money has dwindled and who needs a vehicle and that's somebody that's got a little bit of desperation that can be exploited yeah rather so. than having current independent wealth there's something there that can be exploited and it's a and kind i wonder of, if perhaps bravo said to it there is there's a real sadness to it i wonder if bravo said you can come back on the show but you've got to cause trouble mm. you've got to come in and have a fight and she's actually like um 
Erica for the threesome thing. Okay. Yeah. You know. Because she needs the money. Because nobody's going on OnlyFans for fun, I wouldn't say. Now, a load of feminists are going to have selling... a... Feminists are going to have a go at me here. Probably some people are going but I think if you're on Denise OnlyFans Richards, because they Denise feel empowered Richards... and they want to do it. But oh, I don't absolutely. think Denise Richards is doing it for fun. Denise Richards did a, a shoot for Playboy playboy that presumably got her a million dollars or something and yeah. she's now selling naked pictures of herself for seven dollars yeah if she didn't need the money she would be doing magazine shoots for significantly yeah. more money you put it better than me do you know what i mean like yeah. maybe i'm wrong maybe she's literally just like this is fun i'm gonna do it but it, you know given her work choices in the past it seems strange that she would do that for seven dollars my um, feeling is she's on the downward slide yeah, you know that and I hope she's joke not, I love that her. you hear in our circuit that's like you visit a, a venue twice, once on the way up, once on the way down, and you go on and say it's nice to be back. Yeah. Oh. I feel like that's probably where we are with Denise. And it's I think that's, sad. I think you've nailed it there, actually. I find it a bit sad. She looks sad to me. Yeah, which makes me which makes me sad because makes, which makes me want to empathize with her. And well, actually, when she first, but she bounded onto the show, you know. Yeah, like she was so energetic and so confident, and she matched and so those women. And she was and she was so unbothered and unruffled by things. Like they would fight around her, and she'd just mm-hmm. kind of roll her eyes and go, "You bitches are crazy." And now it's it's just kind of like I don't know. Yeah, we need to we need to sort of save Denise somehow, um, and Erica is almost feeling at the height of her powers. What with her Las Vegas residency, Mm -hmm. she's feeling like she's on the up. But I did see in the news, um, the husband has been assessed as fit for trial. Tom Girardi is going to trial. Mm -hmm. So I don't know whether, I don't know what the consequences or the implications are for her, but she may find herself in the dock. Let's see. Yeah. She may well have been She'll probably banking have to testify. on. She may well have been banking on that if Tom Girardi never had to go to trial. Oh, I'm sure she was. That it, it would all go away. Yeah. Wow. So we may well see some more stress in Erica's life. Where are we now? Shall we move on? Let's go to Miami. I know we've we've not covered absolutely everything in Beverly Hills, but we will. I think there was some stuff to do with Kyle and her relationship with Kathy. I think that's still all hanging in the balance, but we'll we'll come back Garcelle to that. Garcel being next a episode. mother, yeah, Garcel and oh. expensive. And why did she use oh. a selfie ring to phone a child? I just couldn't get my head around that. I I just no. there's some things I just block out. Yeah. <laughs> um. So where are we going next? Let's go to Miami. I know everybody's desperate for us to talk about Salt Lake. Um, yeah, let's so leave we'll, that till the end. We'll wait for Salt Lake because I don't think we can just casually move on to Miami after Salt Lake. So, Oh, there's no casual. Um, felt a bit so- sorry for Lisa. Please stop talking about Lenny. Now we're going to sit you down and interrogate you about Lenny. That was <laughs> the most hypocritical gang up, or as Lisa called it, gang bang. Yeah, they really gangbanged the hell out of her. They gangbanged her to death. I was just like, leave the woman alone. But again, I keep sticking up for her. Adriana, she was in there saying, leave her alone. With the strangely strange metaphor about lions and monkeys. 
the yeah, line. I've, I've actually written in my notes, okay, Nina, you were right about Adriana. <laughs> <laughs> Hurrah! So, yeah, I, it didn't last though. The second episode, she drove me nuts. Yeah, so yeah, we'll, she was a we'll, complete we'll cow that. in we'll the second episode. But what's but, going on? Are we allowed? To, is she allowed to talk about Lenny or not? And what the hell difference does it make if she di- drives a Toyota Corolla? Why is everybody shouting at her? She's genuinely going through something really wealth? awful. I think they're jealous of the drama. And I think they're bored of it. I think they just want to, you know. Do you think they're just far too narcissistic to probably, be yeah. involved in it? I think so. I think they don't have the, the mental Bandwidth register. To, for it. Yeah. And I also think her having like a a younger, hotter boyfriend doesn't help because that to, oh, yeah. to in, in their simple minds, it's like, well, you're fine then. You've moved on and you've got a new guy. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? It's like, no, she's in pieces and she's scared she's going to lose custody oh. of her children. She doesn't know where she's going to live. She doesn't know what's going to happen to her kids, how often she's going to see her kids. She's, she's still in a domestically abusive relationship. Like she that is. hasn't ended. And like, nobody's denying that. None of the women are denying that. Yeah. They're just bored of hearing about it. Yeah. To the but, point that they'll sit her down at dinner and bollock her. <laughs> yeah. And in the next episode we see, or I think it might have still been that episode, we see that literally he's filed the motion to take custody of her children. Now, anybody that's a mother or not even a mother, you can, you've can you got a mother, the, the thought of being separated with your mother or losing your children's. Yeah. You know, empirically, one of the worst things that, well, that I think can if happen you, if in you anyone's go through life. The most, if you go through the most amicable separation or divorce in the world, you're still going to have less time with your children. Yeah. You're still going to have less Christmases, less birthdays, less weekends, less special times with your children mm-hmm. on top of the loss of, and, and dissolution yeah. of your relationship. So I can only imagine how that feels in the best, most amicable situation. 100%. But when you've got someone who is happy to poison the kids against you, happy to say anything... And and going for full custody and getting the police involved, that's terrifying. And she should be allowed to talk about it yeah. without it being dismissed. Oh, that was Nina's dog, by the way, not Nina. I was just <laughs> that was just a little cry, Felisa. <laughs> Makes me angry. It, it puts me off them. And I do think like and I've, I think I've mentioned this before, and I don't want to go too too deep into it because you know it's meant this podcast meant to be fun. But I do wonder if there's something about that Miami culture. It's quite macho. And the yes, women... Yes, it's not very empathetic. It's not very sort of sentimental or sympathetic, is it? It's I quite get on with it. There's just like, a bit of internalised misogyny. I think there might be. I think you might be on Where women there. are meant to be women and men are meant to be men. And, mm-hmm. you know, you don't want to scare your husband away there's a certain way that women are meant to present themselves in order to keep their husbands. It feels a little bit 1970. Like it looks like 2023, but if you dig beneath the surface, it might still be 1970. I'm not quite sure. There's something about that culture. If a man's treating you badly, just book up and deal with it. Yeah. If a man leaves you, just book up and get over it. Don't your new partner away by talking about your feelings. That is just unfathomable to me yeah there's a lot of they're very bolshy these women they're very um confident but they're also very stuck in some quite dated gender roles yeah so it's kind of a fun like you they look like strong independent women but actually yes they're quite hempecked 
know, yeah. they're and, and they're and they're doing it to each other. They're keeping each other in line in a set of in a set of values and attitudes that seem pretty much outdated. Apart yeah. from maybe people like Adriana, who I've always said is the kind of more European, more cultured one, who feels and Julia and Julia who mm-hmm. who feel like they challenge that a little bit and go, whoa, yeah. whoa, whoa, can we just calm down a little bit with all this? Although Marisol, you know, I, I, she's like, I don't know, I like Marisol. And oh, by the way, it was outfit of the week had to be that blood red, um, the velvet, bodice. yes. Was that like Dolce and Gabbana? Was, I don't know what like that part was. Corset, part breastplate, made of velvet with the Madonna in the middle. Mm-hmm. The, oh my I think god, that I've, was. It was Versace or Dolce Gabbana. It was, it was, mm, it was, it was good. It was, it was beautiful. Like more of that, please. And it suited her so well. I was just like, oh, I'm obsessed. Yeah. Beautiful. Alexia got bought for, uh, champagne. She got bought champagne when she went furniture shopping. Yeah, I've, I, and I happened. sat. I actually sat there and I went, "Why has no one ever bought me champagne when I go furniture shopping?" And then I realised, <laughs> "Oh, because I've never been furniture shopping because I don't own a home. <laughs> like, <laughs> I've never bought a piece of furniture. Like that's how vastly the most I've ever been given is some free um, pancetta when I went to Costco. <laughs> <laughs> but I think I just bought. That's actually better. And I think I only bought forty-eight toilet rolls. But honestly, get. <laughs> Get a Costco card to give you free shit. Um, yeah, you don't get much in Ikea either. No, you don't. They just get you a screwdriver get a and get told to put it together yourself. Yeah. <laughs> it's a very different experience. So I am very intrigued by the, don't we love a downfall, the downfall mm. of Alexia. Mm-hmm. Is, there, is there a real money issue? Do we think? I think so. Todd is a bit sketchy. In what world would they be pouring their money into paying someone else's mortgage? Why would they rant? I know. I'm so devoured for Frankie as well. I love Frankie so much. I love Frankie. And he feels like it looks like a cruise ship. He loves ships. He doesn't want to leave. He goes and talks to the girls at reception when he's bored. He loves it there. And you can see mum's really upset. Alexia is really genuinely upset, but she always tries to keep up the appearances and it's slipping. Don't be upset with your husband. He might leave you. (laughs) Yeah. And she's very dependent on him, isn't she? She she talks about her last, is is it Herman? Harman? Her last partner. And how she moved from, so talk about pot kettle black when she's having a go at Lisa. She moved from Harman to Todd. And there seems to have been no specific break and she's financially dependent. She's financially dependent with a young man with additional needs and, you know, Peter, who she's obviously financially supporting. Mm -hmm. uh, She's in a precarious position herself. Yeah. Yeah. She's got a lot of dependence. I know. Hard going for her. She's made herself a dependent. Yeah, Yeah. Hard going for her. So that was... That was interesting. But I did. And then we get to the Mamacita brunch. Jesus. Christ. Oh, Mamacita brunch. Nicole, who I normally like a lot. I Shady think... as hell. Nicole. Pretending she couldn't pronounce her name. 
Is it is it Quinn Quintana? Oh yeah, I don't know. You know who she is. Anna you were Quinn there at the Sussies. Anna Quint. Yeah. Anna Quint Sussies. I don't you know, know who, who she, she is. is. You were at the reunion when nobody could stand to hear her name brought up, and you went, "Oh, she's actually she been in touch with me for oh. two seasons." And you just she? popping out. Oh yeah, Anna Quint. Is that how you pronounce it? Oh, is that some girl called Anna? I'm not. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, she's coming. She's be sitting next to you. Like you can't do. And come she on. She should have just said, sorry, guys, I didn't, like, I know you guys have had issues. I didn't know it would be this bad. I'm sorry. Instead, she was like, I didn't know. I didn't know. I, I had no idea. It's like, everybody knows. Everybody, everybody knows. knows. She um, is known as the thinking man's housewife. She's super bright. She's a lawyer. Yeah. They're terrified of her. They're yeah. absolutely terrified of her. They don't want her anywhere near. And Nicole is in full possession of that information she and knows kiki that. has never met anna and her reaction was oh that's a bad idea yeah <laughs> kiki so, was like what's kiki Nicole's knows. yeah kiki was like open and close that door do not let her in i do love that marisol and alexia did take their personalized denim jackets they had a cocktail like, and their jackets and they went see ya. how materialistic they, are right. these Women, that they really need an extra that. denim jacket. Now, Nicole can pretend she didn't know, but Adriana definitely knew. Adriana? I, I did not enjoy this. She brought this. Little bird. For Anna. For little bird. She brought this for Anna to humiliate Alexia. And yeah. you can see she's annoyed when she arrives and they've left because that's why she bought her. Yeah. And I think she's full of shit to be honest i had a real issue with adriana in this episode and then she gets a real spoiled baby when she's called out julia tried to say to her in a very calm way mm -hmm. what were you doing that wasn't really very cool uh -huh. i didn't like that i didn't like that you did that and she just immediately was like i'm not doing this gets up leaves like you yeah. know with my best friends out yeah yeah um, adriana so she did not adriana came out of that really poorly she really did she that. let me down because i was enjoying the side of adriana that was was defending Lisa, but she hates Alexia yeah. and she thought she had trapped Alexia in a plan and Nicole hates Marisol and I think they cooked it up together 100% behind the scenes. When Adriana mentioned on the phone that she was going to bring her, Nicole had no problem pronouncing her name. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and what I'm really upset about is that we've not... Are we going to see Anna next episode? Is she going to turn up? Are we going to see Mama Cita? I don't know, Mama Cita part two is happening. I was very pleased at how... how uh how sort of stunned she was when she because she obviously came in to go all guns blazing with Adriana and Nicole yeah. to back her up. And as it was, they weren't there and the others were like, why are you here? This is a terrible idea. And now two of our friends aren't here because you came. Yeah. And she was very subdued, I felt, and very... And she ended up just leaving, didn't she, without even... Yeah. She didn't cause any drama or any trouble. No one was happy to see her. And I think... Do you know what? My... Um, my boyfriend follows a Twitter channel that like, a Twitter account that's his favorite account and it's called thieves getting fucked. Right. And it's just, <laughs> I'm so following that. It's basically just people like stealing a handbag off an old lady and then falling down a manhole or, you yeah, know, like, yeah. it's, or getting hit by a bus or something. Yeah. And I didn't realize until I found this account through my boyfriend, how much I love seeing people get their comeuppance. Yeah. And I felt that a little bit with Anna. I was like, Oh Yeah. Yeah, it just came for a nice lunch, didn't you? But as soon as it's just a boring, nice lunch, you're up and you're leaving. 
Yeah. This is not what you came for at all. Yeah. You came to she cause came trouble. To cause... You came to humiliate. You came to cause trouble. You came to start crap. I've never said anything negative. And my daughter calls you the rotten corpse. Yeah, and yeah. you laughed along on a podcast. Yeah. Like, don't pretend yeah. you're not part of that. Yeah. Real pussy behavior. Like, if you're going to be the bitch, be the bitch. Yeah, Don't be through. the bitch and then come along and go, I didn't do anything. I've always quite liked you. Yeah. If you're going to be Erica, be Erica. Yeah, exactly. Which Stand is going to be it. my motto for the week. Yeah. But that's why Erica and Rinna, you know, work in that way, or even Bethany. Because yeah. they stand in what they do. So yeah. as soon as, if you're going to try and play that role and then kind of crumble, it's just a bit pathetic. Absolutely. But, but so, Miami's looking good, I think. Miami's hotting up. It's hot, hot, hot in Miami. So quick roundup on Potomac. Yes. So where we left it last time, and I can't wait. You're nearly there now, aren't you? I'm nearly there. I'm ne- ne- next episode, guys, I'm making a pledge. Next episode, I'll be up to Where we left it was... Um, Robin was still having an absolute breakdown over someone bringing up the Title IX violation. Great. Then they all tried to go to chicken shit bingo, which was an absolute catastrophe because it ended up with Candice then crying because she'd upset Robin and it was just a cry-off with chickens. There was chicken well, shitting everywhere. Chi- there was Is that crying. actually chickens? That chicken shit bingo? There was actual chickens. It was making me itch. Um <laughs> We had Karen Huger said her areola were itching, which... Oh, we've all been there, Karen. We've all been there. I can... I, 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 again, bra. It means, bras, it means someone's re- talking about I your tits. I recommend <laughs> cotton. Yeah. It also means you're going to meet a man that likes you. Oh, that's right, uh, yeah. Or you're coming in some money. So Giselle finally says... To Karen, because Karen's been playing the peacemaker this episode. I don't know what Karen's on. She's turning triple 20. She's turning 60. This mm. was happening also in this episode, in between chickens shitting everywhere. And um, for some reason, she thinks because she's 60, she's, she's wise, which we all know that age and wisdom don't necessarily go together. But this mm. is the role she's, she's given herself. And Giselle says to her, listen, will you stop? Just stop trying to make me make friends with Candice. It's not happening mm-hmm. because of the um, white-looking privileged ass. Now, you may have seen that. It was on the last reunion where Candice absolutely went for her. Yeah. And she she said, you know, you sit there with your white-looking privileged ass. And this links to what you said about Beverly Hills. That has led to her getting death threats. It's led to her mm-hmm. getting cyberbullied and mm-hmm. there's been a continuation she said of cyberbullying coming from Candice so that friendship isn't getting together anytime soon then they all go kayaking I've no idea why it doesn't look nice they're kayaking under it's motorways it's never looked nice to me no not only does kayaking not look fun Austin does not look pretty so they're kayaking and all oh, you can yeah. see in the in the background is these motorways or freeways as you like to call them in America <laughs> like a hundred feet above them with big lorries zipping past. It does not look relaxing. It does not look fun. I don't know why you're doing it. So it's not Barbados. It, it, it's weird. So <laughs> um, they sat there on kayaks drinking red wine and pretending to have a nice time. And then the 
penultimate scene or the, the no the final scene is um robin's been crying now i mean i don't know she's not completely dehydrated for two episodes and the final scene is she's on the phone to juan trying to defend herself mm-hmm. um trying to defend him and telling him listen i'm just fed up of all the allegations against you and I'm, all this crap that's been going down and Juan loses his shit with he does, her. He does that, doesn't he? Doesn't and like we being see held this to account, real flash he? of anger from him to her, just saying, just stop it. Just you stop showing your emotions to me. I don't want to see them. I don't want to hear yeah. them. I just want you to shut up and I want you to shut them up. Mm-hmm. And a little bit again, uh, like... We saw you know, that in the last season. When yeah, they, when they and a little bit again. And like, he I, just goes straight to anger and hating yeah. the women. And I just felt a bit triggered again because I was just like, yeah, women not being allowed to show their feelings, great. Mm-hmm. Because it's because men don't like it. Yeah, it's inconvenient. And it's inconvenient and it upsets and annoys you. Like the woman is obviously in absolute bits and she's not allowed yeah. to say anything. So that's mm-hmm. where we left Potomac. I think that was a two-minute roundup. That was great. Well done. Thank you. This is a little Potomac correspondent. Well done. And I will be up to date next week. And, yeah. Uh, but let's opinions. finish. Let's Salt finish. Lake City. Oh, Salt Lake, the final episode. But what a final episode. What a final episode. Um, I, I don't really know where to start, really. I think, um, you know, what would be worth starting with is because I did a, a thing where I watched the penultimate episode then i watched the final episode and then i had to watch the penultimate episode again because right. i felt like i was in an agatha christie murder mystery putting all the pieces together putting all the pieces together because we had that lovely crack of thunder go on do it again jacob that started <laughs> the final of salt lake city where yeah. we see heather going you've got to, you've just got to leave me alone there's something yeah. going on running around and then we see the meeting on the beach and we don't know who's done it. We the don't person. know who's. It's the who I done it. I can't believe it's her. Who's her? Yeah, oh. it's the Bermuda Triangle. Who did it? And then we have the dinner party, don't we? Where yeah. they bring out the dolls. Oh, those bloody dolls. They might now, as well just give them needles to stick in them. Like, yeah. <laughs> they're yeah. sinister as hell, those dolls. So it was interesting, wasn't it? Because in the so in the, the episode before, before we get to that dinner party, we have Monica who has outed Meredith. Trying to throw Meredith under the bus as the sneaky DMer with fake accounts and everything yeah. else. But then there's some suspicious timing with Monica getting a DM just before dinner. Now, yes. I had bought in hook, line, I had bought sinker. in. I had bought in. That Monica was the, the good girl who was telling Me the too. truth. The innocent newcomer. And, and Meredith was the fiend. DM. She and I thought had, it was interesting on the boat when Meredith said, I said to her, did you get a DM about this stuff? Because she had brought it up to me. And that mm-hmm. was when I was like, oh, okay, well, that actually would make sense. And then when I rewatched it, you could sort of see all the pieces falling in. Yeah. 
where I was Monica's like, dastardly, isn't she? She is absolutely dastardly. And she was completely working the room. Now, do we think Bravo knew? Yeah, this is the big question. They have to th- know. I thought because one of they the have produced clo- the hell out of this last episode. They're so proud of this reveal. They've enjoyed it so much. I've you never seen a more produced episode. You of know Housewives, what? I think the biggest you know? clue was they brought the fucking dolls. Yeah. Why yeah. would she have turned up with those stupid dolls to do the dinner where mm-hmm. they all had a doll? I, I, she's not packing those dolls. That yeah. dinner was planned before they got there. Also, when has a newbie had so much attention and focus on her throughout the series? They've given her so much spotlight, Monica. And me and you, back in, you know, do re-listen to our episodes, mm. me and you, back in the earlier episodes, both said, why is she on this show? Yep. We both questioned it. We both said she has no independent wealth. Yeah. She has no, like, why is she here? What is her role? Why have they brought her on? Because there was a question mark over Monica. Mm-hmm. It was a very strange editorial decision to bring Bravo a woman knew what they were doing. on that didn't seemingly bring anything to the table other than, as we discussed, maybe to shine a line shine a light on these uh, women's wealth and privilege yeah. but now in retrospect every other she was here for this reveal every other franchise is about women's wealth and privilege so why do we yeah. need why do we need one woman to shine a light on that we yeah. we know it's about wealth and privilege she's she's never fit in naturally to the group she's never been a natural friend of anyone she's been combat also she's she's been really combative yeah. Like, as soon as any one of the girls irritates her, she is fired up. And Lisa like, is like right. Like, she has a history with them, which we haven't seen. Yeah. And, and she Lisa, does, as yeah. reality bontees. And Lisa was right, wasn't she? Lisa, like, yeah. understood quite early on that the woman is a pain, you know, the woman is is quite hard to deal with. Yeah. And Heather, very interestingly, had started to see two sides of Bab. Had started to see two sides of her. But it almost feels a little bit too contrived. It does. It feels a, a bit set up, doesn't it? If I was the women, I'd be really annoyed because it feels set up. She is the literal fox in the hen house. Can we talk about her insult to Lisa? Because it was the most glorious. I, I transcribed it. She said, fuck you, you dumb old fucking piece of shit, leather, rubbery bitch, Donald Trump fan, shut the fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> Give the woman an Emmy. That is... Can we have some cheers over that, Jacob? I was, I was like, oh, this is really uncalled for. This is, and then she said, Donald Trump fan, and I was like, give it to her, <laughs> take her down. <laughs> I, uh, that's quite impressive. It was um, glorious, and, and then I was like, oh, you know what? All is forgiven. I hope you stay on the show. <laughs> There's something about Heather I'm not actually liking about at the moment, and I don't know whether she, this her is reaction make me feels very contrived. Do you know what I mean? She's loving the drama. Don't a bit you too think much. she's a bit handsy? Hansy. So Heather, she's done it in a couple of seasons now. She's done it with Whitney where she had a kind of fight with Whitney. Oh, yeah. And she pushed her out the way. And then we had Whitney's weird breakdown 
over the you've sex shamed me mm. you've used my sexuality to exploit your book she was a bit handsy getting out of the yeah. way of her I just she gets very shovey doesn't she she's shovey there's a physical me. aggression there yeah I don't it, it bothers me and she thinks I'm a number one New York bestseller writer it's like yeah off the back of being elevated by Bravo yeah also you're not your ghostwriter is get it right yeah, <laughs> she bothers me a bit. She yeah, bothers me. Is. She's, She's also got cocky. quite a big tongue. Okay, I'll look into that. <laughs> That's triggering to you for a different reason, I understand. I don't know. I think she reminds me of a girl at school called Lisa. Do you know what? She reminds me of, like, no, no one in particular, but she's got that, like, that popular girl at school vibe. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? She be- She's doesn't like, doesn't bully you overtly enough for you to be able to go to a teacher, but definitely makes school miserable. <laughs> yeah, I don't. She's like one of those, you know, blondes bother me. I mean, you're 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 blonde, but I've got over Ish. it. I'm fake blonde. You're fa- are you fake That's, blonde? That's maybe yeah. why I like you. I used yeah. to get bullied by these group of girls in the playground, like were blonde, and they used to like skip at me in a row. I used to feel like I was like they'd like skip at you in a in a row and come towards me like ah, hello Nina, and I, I used to feel like I was being kettled. Sorry, sounds so terrifying. Yeah, I used to feel like I was being kettled, like you know, like Aww. police in a riot. Yeah. They'd like come at me and surround me. I've got I'm triggered by blondes, so yeah, yeah, I'm not good with her. There's something about Heather I don't get. But also the black eye is coming out, isn't it? So Jen Shah gave her the black eye. Of course she did. Yeah. But now Who she's else admitting did it? it. We always knew. I mean, this was a real car crash of a of an episode, wasn't it? I, I just, I, I mean... Can I mean, Monica come back from this? Can Monica stay on the show? Do we want her to stay on the show? Well, she says she's got more to tell, but she can only tell as much as Bravo will allow. Yeah, and who is going to be backing her up, say, in the reunion? Every Everyone who's in the corner in the reunion needs one person to back them up if they're going to come back. Yeah. So who's totally. going to back her up? I don't know. Because uh, ev- everybody feels betrayed and dislikes her. So in in what world in the next season would they all be hanging out with her again? How can yeah. they organically have her in the next season who will forgive her i mean she's but maybe that throw, was the point that she's she's tr- just, it looks like she's got some dirt on Ange. it looks like they were people that were engaging with that account yeah so it looks like there may be some people that can get thrown under the bus i don't yeah. know it's going to be very interesting isn't it it's going to be very interesting i think the reunion is going to be fascinating and but, i don't yeah I think we're going to lose faith in it as a franchise if we find out it's been produced. I think it had to be produced because, like you say, there was no organic, natural way for her to be in the show anyway. Yeah. And they were just, the producers and the editors were just loving it a bit too much. It wasn't Mm -hmm. a natural, organic, oh, my God, this came out at dinner. It was really Mm -hmm. set up. They showed that thing of Heather doing the phone call in the bedroom in the first episode, like coming this season. Yeah, and then the the showing the dinner party, and then going two hours earlier on the beach. Girls, this is what happened. I'm going to confront her at dinner. I need you to, and then going back to dinner. They yeah, don't produce too much. They don't Do produce think, this much. And um... just as a quick question, 
before we, you know, hand it over to other people. Do you think that's what real housewives, guilty secret fan clubbers like we all are who absolutely love the housewives, is that what we want? But, or do we just want the organic stuff? Do you know Do you know what I mean? I think do we enjoy it? Pretty much all the stuff we've ever really enjoyed, all the bombshell moments we've ever really enjoyed in Housewives have been produced. <laughs> do you think? Yeah. Bravo, Bravo are very clever at this. There's a reason why every franchise works. You yeah. know, like there's never a boring season, is there? There's always something. Yeah. So it's all produced. Yeah. But this just felt a little too much like... Do you think we like the, our production within the realms of reality? Yeah, but also this felt a little bit like a betrayal to them. Okay. Like you've you've let these women sit with this, try and be friends with this woman, then you've turned around. Like that's a completely different like you put a bitch in the group, sure, and watch the watch the fur fly yeah. sort of thing. Yeah. But don't put an enemy in yeah. and then reveal to all of us, include like we've all been sidelined. Like it's I don't know, it's just Naomi, you know that account that's been trolling you. I need to oh, tell yeah. you something. Naomi Big Tits Forty Nine. Yeah, yeah, it's um, <laughs> it's, it's me. Well, I've actually come to quite enjoy your presence in my life. So please don't leave. <laughs> I'm going to go with my best dressed and my worst dressed. Yeah. Now, best dressed is tied with Sutton's Velvet Bustier. No, not Sutton. What am I talking about? Marisol. Marisol's Velvet Bustier. That was yeah. absolutely fabulous. And Lisa in Salt Lake City, I loved her multicolored knit festival in oh, the yeah, dinner scene at the end. That was fabulous. I enjoyed that. Worst dress, very clear cut for me. Kyle's cut out boob half Bustier over a white shirt. Yeah, it was weird. Taco Tuesday. Not having that, Kyle. Pull it together. Well, my best dress and worst dress was Marisol in her um, Catholic-inspired bustier cardinal red. Uh, yeah. Just dying for that. It was the thing best of thing I've ever seen her dressed in. And my worst dressed had to be the butterflies were making me feel a bit the weird. butterfly sundress. Butterfly I wanted sundress. to like it so much. I wanted to like it so much. I really much, wanted to just... like it, but... I, like things like that make me feel a little bit weird. Like if I yeah. was in her presence, itchy. Yeah, areola mm. itchy. I would say, mm. but like mm, not. That's no. actually my stripper name, areola itchy. <laughs> <laughs> you know what mine is? You know how it's what? meant to be your mum's maiden name and the name of your first pet. Yeah, mine's which? Timothy Blake, which sounds like Timothy Blake. That's actually kind of good. Yeah, sounds My, like mine's a... mine's Bonnie Middleton. Nice. Yeah, she sounds, sounds like, like the village ac- baker in the eighties. Yeah, <laughs> mine sounds like an accountant from Sussex. Timothy Blake. Yeah, find us on OnlyFans. Insurance this... for everyone. Timothy Blake. <laughs> <laughs> this has been the Real Housewives Guilty Secret Fan Club. We would love if you would send us more absolutely cracking reviews. We've had some beautiful oh we've had so many nice reviews but please do review us and rate us because then more people can find us yeah and our, and our safe our space network can only get bigger yeah and do follow us on the socials at rh guilty secrets send us any messages or anything you'd like us to discuss mm-hmm. and we'll be back we next promise week. we'll never leave you because we're going to be back now every week 
till next Christmas. Yeah, this Christmas. is our therapy. Yeah. I'm even thinking yeah. next Christmas, because we'll still be here. Will we, 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 we might do We're not a, going anywhere. We're not going anywhere. Sorry, can't go We might do a Christmas Eve live show next year. Yeah. We might do a it, live show. We might do, I don't know, I've been watching um, Sunsets thingy chases. Chasing sunsets? Have I just selling sun- sunsets. Selling sunsets. I've suddenly had a mental blip. I'm sorry. Why would anybody be chasing sunset? I it's don't literally know. about selling houses, Nina. <laughs> well, in my mind, I'm running through wheat fields and chasing sunsets. So <laughs> I we might even do something on something else if they won't get that little man in just to press the download button. Yeah. Selling sunsets right there. 90 day fiance is right there. But there's other um, stuff we can do. We've got some guests coming up this year, which we're very we excited have. about. We so um, the safe space is only going to grow. So yeah. please do review us and rate us and follow us. And uh, thank you for listening. Yeah. Have a good week, people. Take have care. Have a good week. This podcast was brought to you by Nina Gilligan and Naomi Cooper, edited and produced by Frog and Bucket, with the music Spoilt Brat by Ruth.